Welcome and thank you for taking the time to listen to the Word of God released through Randolph Barnwell. Randolph is the founder and senior elder of Gate Ministries Durban Central. Be encouraged to access free additional resources for your edification at randolphbarnwell.com. Great grace, peace and mercy from Christ be multiplied to you as you listen to this teaching. So, I've been teaching you on a principle of accessing grace variously through different dispositions that you could adopt. Time will not permit me to go through the various attitudes or behaviors that you adopt in your life to access the grace of God. Grace of God is accessible through various means. And uh, for example, He gives grace to the humble, but He will resist the, the proud. So humility is a key. And there are various others like that. The particular one that I was emphasizing for the past few weeks was accessing grace by supporting your leader. And I say this to you, I'm going to quickly summarize and go on to what I need to do. Um, I say to you that you can support your leader and so access the grace of God in the same. And the predominant scriptural basis for this principle is David and his men. Mighty men came around David. The Bible says they gave him not support. They gave him strong strong support. support. We're not into support in terms of what we need to do. We need strong support. But the text says, this is 1 Chronicles 10, 11 says, that they strengthen themselves by strengthening David. So the support they offer David actually is a support to themselves as well. Okay? The support they offer David is a support, I think it's 1110. The support they offer David, the King James, or New King James, King James, or New King James. They strengthen themselves with him in his in his kingdom, in ASP. So they offered him strong support. Same text in the NASP. They gave him, everyone says, strong support in his kingdom. So the support you give the other is the means by which you strengthen your strengthen yourself. And we've been looking at practical ways in which to do this. I'm going to quickly go through them. How can you strengthen me, who is your leader, for example, in this particular context, and in the process strengthen yourself? I said to you, you can start with things like honor. Honor your leader and don't dishonor him. I'm going to go very quickly. I won't explain anyone, but take too long. Number two, Submit. Everyone say submit. Submission is the means by which you empower yourself. Submission is both an expression of humility to which grace is attracted. Jesus, the Bible says, subjected himself to Joseph. Mm-hmm. Not so? Luke 2, 51. It says, and he was in subjection to them. And it's what that one phrase, he subjected himself to them. Okay? Verse, I think it's verse 49. 51, is it? Yeah. I didn't see it. Oh, yes. He continued in subjection to them. How old was he here, by the way? He was 12 years old. Okay. When would you read next about him? When he's 30. In the New Testament, there's 18 silent years concerning the life of Jesus from 12 to 30. And one phrase describes 18 years. One phrase summarizes 18 years of the life of Jesus, it's this phrase, he he continued to subject himself to them. And the Bible says that, look at verse 52, that because of subjection, what does he increase in? He increases in wisdom, stature, and in favor. Favor here is the Greek word charis, which is grace. So he increases in grace with God and men. Grace grows because of his subjection to Mary and Joseph. Every act of submission to a man is given. The more you subject yourself to a leader who God has placed over you, the disposition of submission is the prerequisite attitude for you to increase in wisdom, stature, and in grace with God and men. So honor, submission, then obey. Everyone say obey. Obey. Okay? Um, we must obey truth. Because, let me just say this, obedience becomes the greatest expression of your support. When you obey doctrine, when you obey the word of the Lord that your pastor preaches, 
The obedience is an expression of your support. Why? Because it obviates the necessity for your pastor then to come to you personally to correct you. You obey and that is a great expression of your support. 3 John verse, verse 1 to 4 says the following. 3 John verse, chapter 1 verse 4. Sorry. 3 John verse 4 says, I have grown no greater joy than to, than this, than to hear that my children are walking in truth. John speaks as a father because he references the word children. It's a father talking. A father says, and it's true for a spiritual father and a biological father, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are doing what? Walking in, walking in truth. So when you walk in truth and you obey the word of the Lord, it brings great joy to your spiritual father, to your leader in Christ. That brings his heart at peace concerning you. Okay? And so you reduce prayer time for you. <laughs> you reduce his prayer time for you. You reduce his counseling time of you. A lot of people want to consume hours and hours of counseling for which they could simply have obeyed one truth your father delivered in one minute. The, you could have obeyed the one truth that the father delivered in one minute than to consume hours of counseling time. Amen? So tell your neighbor, reduce the leader's counseling time. I'm being very practical today. Come on, tell your neighbor we're being practical today. Because we can go out and say, yes, I support, I support, I support, I'm strong support, I'm one of David's mighty men. Me, I'm, I'm, I'm not just support, I'm strong support. I'm saying to you, how do you honor your leader? Are you submissive? Are, do you, are you in subjection to authority? Are you in obedience? Okay, Are you in obedience to the, the, the purposes of the Lord? Fourthly, understand. Everyone say understand. Understand. Your leader's past. Understand your leader's past and know his prophetic future. I won't have time to explain this because we dealt with this in somewhat detail. We meet the David and his men. When David's men came to him to pledge their support to him, right, after Saul's death, they said to him, we knew your past. When he was king, you were the one who led us out and in. We know what you're about in terms of your past. And they, they said to him, well, did the word of the Lord prophesy to you that you will shepherd my people Israel? They knew a prophecy about his future. And we are yours. A Messiah said to him, one of the men, a Messiah said to David on behalf of all the men, we are yours, O David. We are yours, O son of Jesse. They did not say that in a vacuum. They said that after studying the man. Everyone say, study the man. You don't join anybody you have not studied. Right? The Lord works through these things. Know his past. Know his prophetic future. Know where he comes from. Know where he is going. Nobody should be in this church if you have not studied me as your leader. You, if you, any doubt in your mind, he's not the man. You shouldn't be here. Find a church. No, you, should, you, should, you, you'll be, you should be telling me a hand of wrong message. You should be growing the church, not shrinking the church. Right? Let me just say this. You should not be here if you have not studied me. You don't know my past. You don't know where we are going. Right? You're going to know the past and know where we are going. Then you commit. David's men committed to him after studying his legacy in the past and after being thoroughly aware of prophetic word, words about his kingship in the future. They reminded him of the prophecy. Well, did the word of the Lord say to you that you are going to shepherd my people, Israel. So they commit based upon the spin of a, a prophecy. Everyone says, study your leader. Study your leader. Okay. Now, what kind of support did they give him after, after studying him? Strong support. Everyone says, strong support. <coughs> First Chronicles 11.10. So again, strong support. Strong support. Strong support was given to David. Okay. First Chronicles 11.10. Now, the word is chazak. Everyone say chazak. Chazak. The Hebrew word for strong support is chazak. I've said this to you, just reminding you. And it means to strengthen, to be courageous, and to overpower. First Chronicles 12 verse 1, quickly. First Chronicles 12 1. How did these men help David? The Bible says there were mighty men who helped him in war. Everyone say they helped him. Say again, they helped him. 
Remember I said this to you, you want help, grace to help, you want the help from God, you got to sow help to reap help. And I'm saying one of the ways in which you can sow help is to help your leader in the warfare that he faces in executing the purposes of the Lord. Strengthen the hands of your leader as he leads. Um, these men did this, and this was the methodology by which they helped themselves. The Hebrew word for help here is azah. Everyone say azah. azah. Say jazak. Say azah. Jazak. Ahu. 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 I'm hanging on the She's like a. a if I say to her, let's go fight now, baby, she'll be the first to put Ahu. <laughs> we get, I got Ahu from the 300. Yeah. Movie the 300. 300 guys. Mm-hmm. And they were, what is his name? Leonidas, the leader. Whenever you try to motivate and muster focus, I like that part in the movie. Ahu! <laughs> Everyone say Ahu! Ahu. <laughs> you get these thousands of Syrians approaching 300 men. They had held their own against the might of the Assyrians. Mm. All they would, they, I see that one scene where the horses are racing, and the United is at the head, you would just say, Ahu! Ahu. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone would say, Azah! Chazak! I love these Hebrew words. Say strong support. Chazak means strong support. Say Azah! That means they helped you. The word Azah means the following. Listen carefully. To surround and protect. Listen, to surround and protect, to support, to give material and non-material support to. This is what they did to David. They surrounded him. They protected him. They gave material and non-material support to him. And azar, help, means to encourage a person. That's what the men did to David. If you listen to the YouTube links, how many of you got to listen to some of it? If you listen to my five sessions, I reference this thing. Dr. Lucy celebrated her 50th birthday on the set on the Friday after the, after the school. So a driver was sent to pick up Pastor Tom and I at the hotel. Now, who's been to Nairobi? Anybody? You know what the traffic's like there? Nairobi traffic is a, is a thing to behold. Really. Five kilometers will take you three hours. That's nothing. Go to Kampala, Uganda. They take the prize. They take the trophy in the whole of Africa. But Nairobi, nonetheless, is still congested. So we knew the function started at 6.30. We're in the lobby waiting for the driver. He's nowhere to be seen. We managed to call him. He's stuck in traffic. So they send uh, Philip, who is James's PA, comes to meet us. He says he left his car somewhere to run to he said, he's going to walk us to where this guy is stuck. He said, listen, I know it's going to be difficult, but it's better we walk to where he is. That it's going to take very long. And he said, it's about three blocks. It's three blocks away, but it take very long to get. So, so, so Philip said, I said, Philip, the traffic, the human traffic, never mind the cars, there's people everywhere milling around. He said, my concern for Pastor Tom, I said, I don't mind, I can go. Pastor Tom was with us. He said, we'll have to do it. So I said, can you go in front? I'll go behind Pastor and put him in the middle of us. Mm. So we're walking like that in the middle of Nairobi. And there's people everywhere, some weird looking guys. <laughs> some hours. You know what my, my position was? I walked, I almost tripped him a few times, Pastor I was so close on his heels. Mm. I pushed my chest out a little bit that I had. <laughs> I, I pushed, literally I did this. I flexed my, my shoulders back. And I flanked him, I was walking like this. I'm <laughs> guys like this here. I'm giving guys dead stairs. I said, anybody touch my father, I take your head off right now. I give you a new application of fivefold ministry. <laughs> I said, if you're gonna roll, you're gonna roll in Nairobi. <laughs> but my position was, my, my heart was, this is the greatest asset I have right now spiritually, mm-hmm. outside of Christ. A man on the earth that I love and respect, whose doctrine I gleaned from, whose life I learned from, I said, nothing can happen to this man now. No. Right? I would rather give my life for him. That's what they did to David. Everyone say, Azah. Come on, say, Azah. To surround, to protect, to encourage, 
to give strong support to. That's what David's men did to David. And in the process, they gave him help. But I want to keep reminding you, in the process, they strengthened them. They strengthened them themselves. Okay. They strengthened themselves. Now, you go to say honor. Honor. Say submit. Submit. Say obey. Obey. Say understand his past. Understand his past. Say know his prophetic future. Know his prophetic future. The next one is be given to your leader. Say be given to him. Be given to him. First Chronicles twelve verse seventeen. First Chronicles twelve seventeen. David went out to meet them and said to them, If you come peacefully to me to help me, my heart will be united with you. But if you come to betray me to my adversaries, since there is no wrong in my hands, may the God of our fathers look on it and decide. David's talking to the men that come into pledge help to him. He says, if you come peacefully, no problem. If you're coming with ulterior motives, I don't deal with you. I hand you over to God. Let God deal with you. That's David's heart. So the next verse is interesting. The next verse says, the Spirit came upon Amasai. Everyone say Amasai. A Messiah's name means burden bearer. Say burden bearer. So a Messiah is one man that can bear the burden of the Lord with David. The Bible describes him here as chief of the 30. There were the men of David and there were the elite forces of which there were 30. 37 to be correct. But the Bible consistently says there were 30. This guy's the head of the 30. So he speaks on behalf of. Speaks on behalf of them. And look, look what he says. We are Yours. Yours. He doesn't come to say, I'm going to give you 50% support, David. Mm. He's not saying we'll give you 70%. We'll be with you every now and then, David. Or every now and then in some meetings, you'll feel me. You'll feel my expression of support. He says, no, I'm in this for the completely, holistically, or not in this at all. He says, we are yours. yours. Come on, say, we are yours. We are yours. Say it like, like you're part of the 300. Say, ahu. Say, ahu. Say, we are yours. That's what the men said to David. They said, we are yours, oh David. I love this guy. I said to you, if God ever put me in human history or biblical history at any part in the Bible, I wouldn't want to be with Moses parting the Red Sea or Joshua breaking down Jericho's walls. I want to be one of the mighty men. I want to be experienced. What did these 30, what, what was the kind of attitude of 30 men around David? This guy, the lead of the pack, says, we are yours, oh David. We are with you. You cannot be with your leader if you're not given yourself to him. Yeah. We are with you. First says, before he says, I'm with you, he says, I am yours. Right? I am yours. Say, we are yours. Please, brethren, I'm letting you in on a secret. David's men were powerful because they strengthened David. Yeah. Please get this into your spirit. We are not deifying men, nor we worshiping men. We don't do that, but we do honor the servants of God. Yeah. And I'm saying to you, when that honor is in place, such blessing comes to you, you have no idea yeah. what awaits you in terms of the grace download that you will experience in your, in your time. There's a whole lot of uh, uh, truth here that time will not permit me um, to, to explore. But he says, I'm here to ensure your peace. Peace, peace to you. I'm here to ensure your peace, David. That's Amasai. So I'm here. I'm a burden bearer. You must be at peace, my leader. Not once, but double fold. Peace, peace to you, and peace to him who helps you. This guy is ensuring David's peace and ensuring the peace of everybody else that's with David. He's committed to his leader, but he's also committed to his other brothers around his leader. It's not just peace, peace to David. It's peace to everybody else. In fact, let me just say this. I then conclude the strength of your support to your leader is demonstrated by how committed you are to the peace of your brother. Because your leader is concerned about everybody. I'm concerned about everybody. If Bruce is having a problem, it'll it'll cause me sleeplessness. But if he's having a problem and Rakem is aware of it, and Rakem or Errol is aware of it, Jeremy is aware of it, if any one of them brings resolution to the matter, he brings Bruce into peace, what has he done? Mm. 
He's brought me into peace. You bring your father into peace by bringing your brother, brother into peace. But when you bring your brother into pieces, you break the heart of your father. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a side. Everyone say burden bearer. This guy's amazing, this guy. I'm a side. I don't like the name. Tell your neighbor your name is I'm a side. You're letting a lot of new words today. Oh, who? Jazak. I'm a side. Hallelujah. Everyone say, I'm a sign. I'm a sign. Hallelujah. That's your new name in the spirit. If you want a corroborating scripture for this in the New Testament, it's 2 Corinthians chapter 8 from verse 1 to 3. I won't have time to read it, but there Paul says concerning the Macedonians that they gave themselves to us, mm. Paul said. A lot of That's people have no problems giving your heart to the Lord, but equally you must be given to your spiritual leader. Paul said, listen carefully, to the church at Macedonia, they gave themselves to the Lord and to us by the will of the Lord. Mm. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Do you know, do you know what? Let's just read it. Because what is his intention in opening the chapter? What is his intention? What is the subject he wants to discuss when he writes 2 Corinthians 8? What is the thought in his mind? He says, Brethren, we wish to do what? To make known to you what? Say grace. What's the subject matter? Grace. You want to say grace? Grace. Right? That's the subject matter, the grace of God. Now we dealt with this when we did the Kingdom Economic Series. So just quickly because of time, I want to just paraphrase. Go to the next verse. The great deal of affliction, deep poverty, but they were very generous. Verse 3. They gave according to the ability and be beyond the ability, verse 4. Begging us for, they want to participate in the contribution towards the saints, right? Verse 5. Not only this as we expected, but they, everyone say first. First is a very important word. They first gave themselves to the Lord. A lot of people want to delete this part of the scriptures out. I give myself to no problem. But Paul says, there's a church in Macedonia that is full of grace. I want to make known to you, he says, the grace upon a church. Context. They know how to give themselves to the Lord and to the servant. It's not, now let me clarify, because some of you might, might think we are after recruiting loyalty. No, we're not. We're not. Everyone say the purposes of the Lord. Say it again, the purposes of the Lord. The purposes of the Lord are at stake. And the purposes of the Lord are vested or administrated by a man. For example, in a local church context, a man has the vision. Purposes of the Lord vest with him. When you support him, it's not him you're supporting. Please get this in your mind. You are supporting God and his purposes. They said to David, well, did the Lord say concerning you? The mighty man said to him, that you will be a shepherd over my people Israel according to the word of the Lord. That is what we've come to support them. It's not the man. Say, it's not the man. Say again, it's not the man. It's not the man. It's the purposes of the Lord. It's the purposes of the Lord. That the man administers. It's the purposes of the Lord that the man administers. Now, I'm going to go very quickly because of time. The next way you can support is sonship. Everyone say sonship. When, 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 for example, the Messiah says to David, we are yours. When David says concerning, uh, Paul says concerning the Macedonian church, they gave themselves to the Lord and to us by the will of the Lord. That's manifest sonship. Yeah, I'm talking about spiritual sonship, not divine sonship. Your God's son. God is your father. God is your daddy. God is your papa. God is your heavenly father. You divinely are his son. But in terms of your relationship to your leader, you should relate to your leader as a spiritual father who represents the heavenly father in your world. Okay, Represents the heavenly father in your world. Now, remember Aaron. Look, you can put Aaron and her graphic up. Remember, I taught, for one of the sessions, I taught how Aaron and her 
held up the hands of Moses. Moses. Okay, held up the hands of Moses. What does the names mean? Just to remind you, her means um, cavernous to horror or to dig out a hole. His name means noble, white, to splendor. So we know, I don't know which one is who yet, to say this is her. Or Luke's I think her was younger. Aaron looks older. These guys were brothers, remember? Aaron, Moses and Aaron, and Aaron were brothers. So her holds up one hand. He, is, he knows how to dig out holes, how to penetrate impregnable obstacles. He knows how to bust through. That's the guy that gives support to a Moses. On a hill. His brother Aaron. Aaron's name means white, splendid. But his name also means a mountain of strength. Everyone say a mountain of strength. Mountain of strength. Everyone say a mountain of strength. Can you be that when I see you? When I see you, can I big on your forehead be? I'm a mountain of strength. I'm not just strength to you. When you see me, you're going to see mountainous strength. Yeah? That is what it, that was Aaron was to Moses. They put, can you see him sitting on a stone there? Initially he was standing, not so, and he got weary. And when his hands dropped, the Amalekites won the victory against Joshua in the, in the valley. So these two guys, they say, our leader, our spiritual father, our papa, you need to sit down. And the Bible says they took a stone and they put a stone, stone under him. And they held up his hand, each on the left and the right. And Joshua won the valley the, the battle against the Amalekites in the, in the valley. The stone there, everyone say stone. stone. The stone there is Eben, in the Hebrew, Eben. The root word is Ben, and Ben means son. Son means builder of the family name. That's what the Hebrew word Ben translated in English as son. So this is actual. They put a stone under him. But for us, to interpret this figuratively or allegorically, what are they putting under him to prop him up? They're putting sonship under him. What props a leader up? Sonship. Right? If sons can be sons, then you will prop your leader up. Tell him maybe you're a stone. stone. But don't stone your leader. <laughs> That's what the Bible says that David's men did to you. You know the same 30 mighty men. Before they were mighty men of valor, they were down and out. Yeah. The Bible describes them as D. In debt, depressed, and discontented. They lived in D section. Right? Remember they came to David at a Dulem. David at 400 at a Dulem. When he first started running, men just gravitated. While Saul is still king, they defect, they leave the Saul camp, migrate to the Davidic camp, and David's church, David had a big church to start off with 400. Only problem is everyone's in debt, <laughs> everyone's discontent, and everyone's distressed. Who'd like to lead a church like that? Anybody? <laughs> right? Call your name of your church. Our name is Demon Street. <laughs> but you know what? By the time, listen here. The grace of God in David flowed to them and so transformed them. Yes. It made them mighty men of valor. Amen. By the time Saul is dead, after running, talking 13 years of running, these men transform into the mighty men. Right? One man can take 800 and, and, and kill 800 all by himself. One man can kill 300. One man can kill a, a lion in a pit on a cold day. One, one guy can take an Egyptian giant down was way bigger than Goliath. Suddenly the grace in them is transforming their state all as a result of sonship to a man. I can't tell you how my life has changed because of my loyalty and commitment to my spiritual father and listening to his doctrine. My life has changed for the better on every front, ministerially, maritally, economically. On every front, I'm a better man, far better man, than I was a few years ago. And I put it down to sonship and loyalty to a spiritual father. A verse that the Lord dropped into my spirit just this morning is First Thessalonians 1 verse 6. I, I started into my notes. Listen carefully. First Thessalonians 1 verse 6 says, 
You have become imitators of us and of the no. A lot of people, I mean, you constantly see this in the Bible. I don't know why we didn't see it a few years ago. It's not just imitators of the Lord, it's and of us forces. If what he is saying is, remember he said, follow me as I follow Christ. So he's saying, so long as I follow Christ, you can imitate me. <coughs> so mimic or follow me, you became imitators of us and of the Lord. Watch what he says. Having received the word in much tribulation with the joy of the Holy Spirit. Listen carefully. So that you became what? You became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and in Achaia. The word example here, I will say tupos. A lovely Greek word tupos, which literally means various meanings, but two that I really like is prototype. It won't say prototype. Say template. Like It's like you become, what's the thing you put on, you cut out? Stencil. Yeah, so that you get the same results all the time, right? Stencil. Okay, stencil, template, prototype. You know what I'm talking about. That's the Greek word, two parts. Listen to what the apostle is saying to the Thessalonians. Everyone in Thessalonica has become what? A tupos, an example. To who? To all the believers in Macedonia and in Achaia. And why? To what degree? Verse 8 tells you. Look at this verse very carefully. It says concerning them, the word of the Lord has sounded forth from you, not only in Macedonia, but also in Achaia, but also in every place your faith toward God has gone before you so that we do not need to say anything. There's no biblical record of any letter of Paul to the regions of Achaia. There's only one to Macedonia. Philippi, Philippi, Philippi was in the province. Macedonia is a huge province. Philippi the city. What Paul is saying here, I have no need to say some versions say we have no need to write anything because of the strength of your two because of the strength of your template, because of the strength of your example. Paul says, this church in Thessalonica, your example was so powerful in reference to your son, you guys are such a support to me. You imitated the Lord, you imitated us. Your example is so hundreds of a colloquium. Your example is so intact, so accurate, mm. that I use it as a template wherever I go. Yeah. In some places, I, I go, but your faith has gone before me. Mm. Read the text. Your faith has gone before me. I don't have to write any letter to some churches because of the strength of your example that has sounded forth. Everyone say sounded Sound uh, forth. It's like an echo. Uh, it reached some places, what Paul is saying, I did not have to write to some congregations because of the strength of your example, reach them before I got there. I tell you, I've become a tupos. People are not fools anymore. God just go to the world and teach, teach. They want to come and what did Jesus say? When they said, where do you live? What did he say? Come in. Right? My greatest credentials is my home. Your greatest credentials is your marriage. This is my visa for ministry. Yeah? No marriage, no ministry. Yeah. Yeah. We can easily parade something we are not at home yet. Yeah. And fool anybody. Right? So whenever I meet ministers, I don't, my, I don't really ask, how are you? What are the second or third question is, how's your wife? How's your family? How are things back home? Mm. That's what I want. That's the real deal. Okay? And so he came to see our two posts. Came to see our two posts. I will not get to the next section because of time. I want to close, though, with understanding and buying into vision. Everyone say, understand purpose. Understand purpose. And buy into vision. Buy into That's vision. the next way you can support. And I shared this with you in our last meeting. By way of reminder, remember what I said to you in Acts 16? Look at the graphic. We will go. I think it's there. In Acts 16, who saw the vision of a man saying, 
from Macedonia to Paul, come over and help us. Who, who saw that? Come on, talk to me. Who saw that vision? Paul saw the vision. Come over and help us, right? Paul saw the vision, but Luke, who wrote the book of Acts, says, and when he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia. Everyone say, we sought to go. We sought to go. He sought, we went. Mm. One man sought, the response was corporate. Mm. One man sees, so what one man sees needs a corporate response. Yeah. Say this with me, we will go. We will go. Let me tell you, brethren, the nations are waiting. Say, we will go. We will go. Tell someone, we will go. We will go. That's what Luke says, Paul, you saw the vision, come to Macedonia and help us, but we will go. Never ever divorce yourself from the imperative of your leader's vision. Never disassociate yourself from the burden of a priority that your leader carries as a mandate. Say, so you see, but we are right behind you. See it, let us go. See it singularly, let us respond corporately. That is what Luke is essentially saying. You saw, we will go. I'm saying to you, my sons in Christ, great ministries, Durban Central, catch the vision. Be other people minded. Don't be so selfish. Don't be so inward looking. There's a world out, out there waiting to be edified, to be encouraged. We've created systems right now to do that. But I'm saying, don't just arrive. It must be a disposition of your heart. Look at the cargo ship. I think it's on that stick. I'm not sure. Remember I sent you this cargo ship. And the Lord reminded me in Kenya of this. Paul, Sean Blichnow said to me, you are not an ocean liner. Mm. Italian Navigate Ministries is not a holiday ocean liner. If you're here for a holiday, this is not a holiday cruise ship. This is a cargo liner. We're meaning business here. Come on, town. We are cargo ship in the spirit. Cargo ship in the spirit. You will, let me just say this, please. Don't look so serious. Italian never smile a while and give your face a kiss. You will be blessed. No man serves the purposes of the Lord and doesn't come off blessed by the Lord. Mm. There, will, there will be blessing, etc. But when I think of my... You know when Sean gave me that verse? Which, uh, when we used to go to Nakala, to Sean and, 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 and uh, Fiona's dad there. And there in Nakala Bay, we used to see the ships coming, a ship like this. Mm. I, the Lord would remind me, that's who you are in the spirit. You are transporting grace, Sean says, to the nations of the earth. So while I was there in Kenya, I quickly searched for a cargo ship. It had its own label here. I just covered it. Grace to the nations. Grace to the nations. Now please, I'm using graphics today, because maybe graphics will get through to you. <laughs> Although faith comes by? Yearning. Right? Faith comes by? Yearning. Amen. I want you to see yourself as this. See yourself as well stepped with grace, with truth, to transport to the nations of the earth. Come on. Come on, see yourself as well stepped. Look at this picture, everybody. May, may the Lord impress this vision upon you that you are a distributor of grace to the nations. Acts 18, 27, quickly. Acts 18, verse 27. Acts 18 and verse 27. He wanted to go across to Achaia. This is Apollos. The guy Apollos, mighty man of God. And the brethren encouraged him and wrote to the disciples to welcome him. And when he arrived, he greatly helped. Everyone say he greatly helped. Greatly helped. We need him with grace to help. And I'm saying to receive help, you must help. Yeah. Apollos is sowing help. The Bible says he greatly helped those who had believed through Grace. Let me just say this. This is a large part of our focus as a ministry. Help those who believe. Mm -hmm. Everyone say, help those who believe. Help those who Everyone believe. say, greatly helped. Greatly. He greatly helped those who believe. Remember, I travel the nations. A large part of my focus is to anchor the believers mm. to greatly help those who 
to greatly help those who believe. Okay? So, you know, I, I really want to encourage you. Start by encouraging someone every day. Yeah. I used to set myself a target. Just encourage. Use Facebook if you have to. Encourage someone. Be other people-minded. Don't always seek to be edified. So edification. Bless someone out there. You never know what your post will mean to someone that is waiting to receive um, that word. Yeah? Okay. Can I issue a caution as you seek to support the mandate of the church in, in this? Do you know, by the way, we follow Pastor Thomas' motto, which is reach. Everyone say reach. reach. Resource. Reform. 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 Everyone say reach. reach. Resource. Resource. Reform. Reform. So we reach the world for the lost gospel of the kingdom. Right? Reach, we resource the church, the firstborn of God. And we reform the nations. Mm. Everyone say reach the world. Reach the world. Resource the church. Resource the church. Reform the nations. Reform the nations. Say it again. Reach the world. Reach the world. Resource the church. Resource the church. Reform the nations. Reform the nations. If you come into this church, you must be that minded. We are we are cargo ship. We are resource center. And some of you that are sitting here are going to give definition to some aspects of that. My heart, I'm really trusting God that the evangelistic spirit awakens within us within this year. I'm thinking of something to, to work within the congregation, but I want that dynamic to grow to a very serious level. Okay? We reach the world. You want to say reach the world? When they come in, we resource the church. You want to say resource the church? And then our, our, our mission to nations is to bring reformation to the nations of the earth whenever we go. Amen? Okay. Must understand that. But let me just say this. And this I want to say seriously. Go to Philippians chapter 2. Listen, I'm going to close with this. Unfortunately, still a little bit to go. I know the Lord's not leading me off this topic. Can you sense the burden of the Lord? If I was personal, I can talk to some of you personally right now. To get your act together. You're not getting younger. You're not getting younger. You're going to be an old buddy one of these days. <laughs> don't, don't waste time while you have this friend. Everyone say purity of heart. Purity of heart. Say purity of motivation. Purity of motivation. Yeah. Tell you this is the last scripture for this morning. <laughs> I promise you. Okay, put the book. Let me close the book. So you believe me. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll be here the whole day. Listen, I think if you catch nothing else, I think it's verse 14. I think if you catch nothing else, then catch this. Um, and please catch this. This this is here. Verse 19, sorry. Verse 19. Paul is talking about Philippi. Everyone say Philippi. How did Philippi come about? Acts 16, Paul saw a vision in the man saying, come over to Massa. Macedonia is a province, Philippi is a city. So the church in Philippi was started by Paul seeing a vision. He saw it, the brethren respond, we will go. Paul comes there and he has a prayer meeting by a river. Pray. All the women are there. Who's there? Lydia. Everyone say Lydia. Lydia. The Bible says, and the Lord opened the heart of Lydia to receive the things that were said by Paul. Then Lydia opens her house to Paul. Remember? So Paul uses Lydia's house as a basis of operation for all of his efforts in the city of Philippi. So boom, powerful uh, uh, work of God starts in the city. We have the book of Philippians today because of it. All right? A whole church, powerful church, was birthday. Lydia means bending. Everyone say bend. bend. It means bending. She's a dealer in fine purple, a very successful businesswoman. The Bible says that the Lord opened her heart and she gives her whole home to Paul as the basis of her operations. This girl knew something. I see a man of God, I will support him. Mm. I will use whatever means I can, use my house, my business, if I have to, to give support to what he's doing. Right? And there was great miraculous works in the province of Philippi. Philippi, in fact, became one of Paul's major supporters. I'll explain why next time. Paul says, even from the first day in the gospel to now, no church supported me like Philippi. He says, no church supported me like, like Philippi. So please, that's the context. Look at what Paul says to them. 
It's Philippians, right? Mm-hmm. Chapter 2, verse 19. He says, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send who to you? Timothy. Everyone say Timothy. Timothy. Who's Timothy to Paul? His son in the Lord. Timothy can't go in his inability to go. He finds an ideal substitute, one just like himself, his son. He says, I will send Timothy to you shortly so that I might be encouraged when I learn of your condition. Paul was very passionate about this group. Next verse. I have no one else. I like this. He says, of all my associates, all my sons, I have no one else of kindred spirit. The King James says, of equal soul. Put the King James. I think it's equal soul or something like that. Like-minded. This word like-minded in the Greek is iso. Any word iso means same. Iso sukos means psych-minded, like-minded. It means equally soul. In a species of kindred spirit. Now go to NASB. My thing that I'm after to encourage you with is who will genuinely be concerned for your Why does Paul choose Timothy to go to Philip? Why? What is Timothy's disposition about the Philippians? Everyone say genuine. genuine. Say authentic. authentic. Say no, no, not fake. He says you will be genuinely concerned or your welfare. You know what the Lord told me recently? Don't travel to any nation in the world for which you are not genuinely concerned for. You don't travel as a tourist. You don't travel because it's the fashion more thing to travel in ministry. You travel because you are genuinely concerned for their welfare. To go for any other reason. You know what, what frightens the hell out of me? And I really mean it. What scares the hell out of Randolph Arnold? Is only one thing in life. The thought that when I stand before God and I have to give an account. That's the scariest thing to me. Not as scary as in I'm psychologically fearful of it. But just the reverence and the, the, the sense of accountability and responsibility I have before God. Let me just say this. What's the point in being a holder of things on the earth? And when you come before the great, the judgment seat rather, of Christ, it's all burned and mean nothing. Mm. You'll be saved, the Bible says, because of your faith. But you'll, you will get no reward for your works. Because mm. your works were done with wrong motivation. Everyone say, have the right motivation. The right motivation. Everyone say, genuine welfare. Genuine welfare. Right? And now look what he says further. He says, watch. They all, the other guys, all the other chaps, other fellows, they all seek their own interests. Not those of Christ Jesus. Now watch this. Look. But you know Timothy's proven worth that he served with me in the furtherance of the gospel like a child. What? Serving. Come on, say serving his father. Serving his father. Watch the principal brethren. Look at these statements. The statement is he serves his father, but the record is he's serving with me. You, when you serve him, you serve with him. Amen. And from God's record, when God sees the Paul Timothy equation, he doesn't see one above and one beneath supporting the other. God says, yes, Timothy is providing strong support. But from my perspective, he's serving with you, Paul. You've got to get this into your spirit. I don't have time to illustrate to you. Jehoiada, remember Jehoiada in the the Old Testament? Jehoiada was the second man to king, was he, Josiah? Joash. Was it Josiah? One of the kings, right? The second, second, you want to say second man? Second man. I would like, people want first man positions, not second man positions. Yeah. I would love a second man position. Many times I've said it. Don't take me out of this responsibility. Put me second to someone, I'll give them my total of 100%. That's all I want. Do you know when Jehoiada died? Where was he buried? The Bible says this man you don't bury him in some cave. Take him and bury him with the kings. Yeah. This, and I'll, I'll share with you via the church WhatsApp group the text to read. In fact, I'll email you the whole study on this man. Phenomenal. All he does is boom. Aha! Shazak! Oh! 
Strong supports. That's all he does to a king that has the mandate. When this man dies, I believe me dramatizes. <laughs> God watching Jehoiada supporting the main man. Second man. This man dies and they're about to bury him. He says, no, no, no. You don't bury him with second men. In my eyes, first man. Bury him with the kings. Even though he's not a king, but in heaven's economy, mm. the strength of the support he gave the king makes him one. Yes. It's not about rank and file. Mm. People want to try for positions. It's about understanding purpose. Everyone say purpose. Purpose. Right? But purpose. I love this. Child serving his father. Last verse. I think we end there. But this is the last verse. Therefore, I hope to send him immediately. As soon as I know things go with me. I love these little verses in the Bible. Eh? They're very really personal. Right? Everyone say genuine concern. Genuine concern. Don't be in it for the wrong reasons. Mm. Don't try to make a name for yourself. Don't try to put your, your name in lights. Quietly, I will sincere heart, do the work of the Lord and God will reward you. Amen. Everyone say resource. resource. Say reform. Reform. Reach. Reach. Everyone say reach, reach. resource, resource. Reform. reform. Amen. Stand with me. Stand with me. Everyone say we will go. We will go. Say have a mind to work. Have a mind to work. That's what the men of Nehemiah had around him. The Bible says they had a mind to work. Hallelujah. And I want to encourage us we do things from a pure heart, with a humble heart, quietly before the Lord. Because we're genuinely concerned for the welfare of the saints. We want to greatly help those who believe. We don't want to reach the lost at any cost. Or may the souls of men come in and, and know him. Want to know his life eternal. Now is not the time to retract your support. Everyone look at me. You know David's men spoke of stoning him at one stage. Before they were in B section, they were in D section. When they were in distress. Remember he left zigzag unattended and the wives and the kids were all taken and he came they same same guys spoke of stoning him this is before they were mighty men they transformed through time but before that bible says they picked up stones and we read that powerful verse and david encouraged himself in the lord his god it's a nice verse to read but it's the most saddest verse in the bible for me a leader should never have to encourage himself in the lord when he's got men around him Aaron and her took stones, but to stone Moses, to prop him up with stones. Mm. David's men, at that time of their discouragement, took stones to David. Tell you never use your stone wisely. Mm. Don't stone your leader, prop him up with it. Prop him up. Two different economies. Two different economies. For the record, I, want, I need to say this. I do not want your loyalty. I do not want, I'm not trying to recruit your heart. Before the Lord, my motives are clear and clean this morning. I am, as the servant of the Lord, as a teacher of God's word, I have an accountability before the Lord to lay out this truth before you. It's in the scripture as you have seen, as you have seen it. As you have seen it, may it become a revelation to you. May untold blessings be your portion. As you come on board, you are Masai, you burden bearer, you air a new mountain of strength. I call your name forth, you mountain of strength. You her, you cavernous one that can make holes into impregnable fortresses that we need to break through. Micah, I think it's Micah 2.30. Look at this verse. Everyone say the breaker goes up. Who's the breaker? He's the leader. Watch what happens when the breaker goes up. It says they, the leaders, the, 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 the people that the leader is leading. When the breaker goes up, what happens to them? They break, they break out. They pass through the gate and they go out by it. So their king, which is their breaker or their leader, goes before them. And who's at the head of everything? It's the Lord at the head of them. Yeah? The breaker here is the leader. Watch. Every time your breaker goes up, you break out. Come on, see it. Everyone say, see it. Every time your breaker goes up, you break out. 
Right? And all of this is led by the Lord. It says, the Lord is at the head of them. So tell someone we're about to break out. So let's say my recruit your support or ask for your support for anything. You support with understanding. You know it's the purposes of the Lord at stake. It's not a man. It's not my convenience or my inconvenience. It's God's will. God's purposes are at stake in the nations. Amen. Please don't forget this verse. In fact, one of the CDs, the new song, one of the songs in our new CD is concerning this verse. Breaker goes before, they will break out more. So lead us on, God. Lead us on. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands. Oh, Father, we just bow in your presence. I've done my best, Father, to share your word as you had wanted me. By the power and the help of your, of your Holy Spirit, I give you glory, my Father. Love you and worship you. May your word be exalted above everything else. Today we ask you as a congregation, as we come before you, give us genuine care for the nations of the earth. Yes, Lord. Help us to be like Timothy, not like others who seek their own, but to be genuinely concerned. So that one day, God, when we stand before you and you assess our works, our works will stand the test of your fire. May our works not be burned. May our works stand the test of your fire. May we never write another song in this church that is falsely motivated. May we never preach another sermon that is wrongly rooted. May we never go to another nation or people group with spurious motivation. May everything be for your glory. May everything be for your honor. May everything be that the word of the Lord will grow and spread and bring forth fruit. May everything be, O God, that people will be reached. The lost will be saved and ushered into the kingdom. Come on, lift your hands. I impart upon you a passion for the lost. You need to reach the lost in your world. Give us a passion for the lost. Help us to reach the unreached. Help us to resource the church. Help us to reform the nations. A threefold cord upon this house in the name of the Lord. I enlarge your distributive capacity. Your distributive capacity in the name of the Lord. I enlarge it now. Thank you, Father. In the name of the Lord. By my actions. I declare to you, church, God will give it to you. Amen. If it can go through you. Amen. Yes, I declare that over you in Jesus' Thank name. You, the Lord enlarge your capacity. Yes, the Lord increase your heart. The Lord give you a burden for people. Lord, make you aware of all others outside of your immediate sphere. The Lord, make you other people conscious, other people minded. Lord, use you as a contact point in the earth by which you will bless the nations of the earth. That's our cry, God. That's our heart. Give us the necessary, the requisite grace, I pray today. The Lord bless you, church. The Lord keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you. The Lord make you successful in the workplace. The Lord honor you for honoring him today. The Lord enlarge the place of your territory. The Lord bless your marriages. The Lord bless your children. The Lord bless your businesses. The Lord bless your workplaces. The Lord bless his will and purpose vested in your life for, for your own unique life. The Lord bless that in the name of the Lord. I call it forth in Jesus' name. I call forth an Amasai in the spirit. I call forth burden bearers. I call forth those that will say, We are yours, O David. Our hearts are with you, O son of Jesse. According to the word of the Lord spoken over you, let it be done. Let the purposes of the Lord be accomplished in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, give you grace. Lord, make Lydia's come forth. Every person that owns or desires of a business, pick your hand up. Own one presently, or you're running one, you can be full time or part time, or you desire to one to own one. As I was speaking, I had this thought when I mentioned Lydia's name, it, it dawned upon me God gave Paul a strategic contact in Philippi. Mm. Lord opened her heart, her home, and she's a dealer in fine purple. Her a clientele is kings, she sells purple to kings. 
The Lord said to me, pray for your people. That that grace will be upon you. Lift your hands up high before the Lord. This is a very different service today. The house of the Lord, the purpose of the Lord, need finances to push them. And if your heart is in the right, if you're going to be a lily in the spirit, if you're going to be a Shunammite woman that extends your house to accommodate Elisha, the Lord will bless you. Everything that your hands touch, I declare to you, will be blessed of the Lord in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I call forth you, Lydia, in Jesus' name. The Lydia in every single one of you come forth. The delay in fine purple. I declare to you, your your product will not just be purple, it will be fine purple in the name of the Lord. I declare to you that clientele is about to upgrade. Your clientele is about to upgrade. Therefore, upgrade every aspect about you, declares the Lord. Change your business class. God. Change your, your image if you have to. The Lord says, prepare my son, prepare my daughter. I'm about to bring people into your world. You never thought possible that you will deal with them. I mean this seriously, church. I hear the Lord saying, I'm raising up Lydia's in the spirits. Lydia's among you will arise. Lydia's among you will arise in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord cause His face to shine upon you. May the Lord grant you His peace. May you be blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed when you come out, blessed when you go in. May you see this week's supernatural doors open to you that you thought would have been impossible for you to to go through. May that be your portion. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You may be seated.